The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Tiffany Kafalas about her cruise collection wedding aboard the Disney Dream. And I thought you guys would like to hear how she decided on a cruise event and how she planned it and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Tiffany. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to get married on the cruise line. Well, it all started about two and a half years ago now at this point. We got engaged in Disney World in July of 2015, and we decided that we wanted to get married and have a Disney wedding. Originally, we were thinking Disney World until we saw all the price tags attached to a Disney World wedding. And that quickly created the thought of Disney Cruise Line. I had previously been on about 12 Disney cruises. Michael, my now husband, had been on one cruise with us uh, on a Disney Cruise Line. So we'd both experienced it before and really enjoyed the magic that Disney had to offer in the sea. Okay. So you were a veteran cruiser. How did your friends and family react when they found out that they were going to get to go on a cruise for your wedding? Well, I think they were really kind of taken back and surprised that we went with the Disney Cruise Line route. I think they were all expecting Disney World. But come with that, we were also nervous if we would have done Disney World. Our guest list was right around 500 people for our at-home reception. And we really expected if we would have done Disney World about 300 to show up. Wow. So that was a big deciding factor with doing the cruise option. And so I think I think everybody was really excited. A lot of people said, oh, you've de- definitely got me in on this one since it's a cruise instead of doing Disney World. But then we had a few people that weren't able to make it, you know, because they have to go out of the country or, you know, other issues. But we understood. We, we knew going into it that we weren't going to have the larger audience that we would have expected if it would have been in the U.S., Okay, so how many people did make the trip? We had 50 guests altogether on the cruise, which is a larger crowd for Disney Cruise Line especially. Catherine was our planner on the ship, and she had never done a wedding as large as ours, so that was kind of interesting. Interesting. Did it affect anything like the locations you chose or how you arranged the day? Yeah, it did. Originally, we wanted to be married on the ship, 
And since our group was so large, we were unable to do that. So we actually had to get married on Castaway Key. The wedding venue was beautiful. We just weren't, we really would have preferred to have it on the ship on a day at sea or the day that we would have been in the Bahamas so that we could have enjoyed Castaway Key all day. That's an interesting point. Now, sometimes you see they do weddings in the atrium on the Dream. Was that not an option for you guys? Unfortunately, it wasn't an option because we went into it saying that we were going to have 50 guests or more. Typically, you can get in on the atrium for two different things. One would be if you have a larger group and it's a, it's a bad weather day on Castaway Key, they would let you do it in the atrium. Or if you originally book and you think you're only going to have like 20 people and then it grows too big to be up in the Sky Lounge, so Uh then they have to move it to the atrium and do it that way. Okay, that's really helpful information. I didn't realize that they had such a limit on it because it seems like they do pretty large weddings there. But I guess, like you say, people go in expecting to get a different location. Yeah, yeah. So we had we had tried several times requesting atrium on a different day. So I guess I was kind of glad in the end that we were the castaway key wedding because it made it our day and just our day. Interesting. Now, how did you decide on the dream? Was it just based on the schedule? Yeah, so we were looking at the schedule and what we wanted to do was find the cheapest cruise we could possibly find. And we knew off the bat that fall was a cheaper time to cruise due to hurricane season. So our initial date we had chosen was going to be November 5th sail out because that would have been a five-year anniversary from when Michael and I first met. So we booked that cruise. And then whenever we told them how many people we had, they actually told us that we could not have our wedding on that cruise because we had too many guests and Castaway Key was already booked. Hmm. So... We had to move the wedding date to November 11th, so we went out on Veterans Day, and it ended up working out great because it was the second cheapest weekend for us to sail, and a lot of people already had off work for Veterans Day, and so it made it nice for more of our guests to be able to make it and be able to travel with us. Oh, that's great that it worked out so well. And then after the ceremony, did you guys book a special room to do your cake and champagne reception, or where did they put you for that? So they put us in D Lounge, and we had requested D Lounge because of the lighting, and we thought it was a cool space, and we had a lot of guests. They did do D Lounge for us, and we got to pick our lighting colors that we wanted to have up on the walls, which was fun. Okay, cool. Now, did you guys do the thing where you get married in the port beforehand or while the ship is still docked, or did you get married at home and then technically have a vow renewal? So we got married on November 5th back at home for two reasons. One, we wanted to have our marriage certificate in our county, our home county. And two, we wanted to have November 5th as our wedding anniversary date. So that was kind of our theory behind that. That's great. And then you have more time when you first get to the ship. You don't have to do the ceremony and all that. Yeah, exactly. Did you customize the standard package elements at all? We did do some customization. I was definitely a DIY bride. So we did a lot of stuff ourselves. And then towards the end, whenever our packet was due, we found that we had some extra money in our budget. So we did do some upgrades some of the things we upgraded was flowers for the ceremony location. So we added four of the tiki torches with red roses. 
And then we added extra flowers to do down the aisle runner, which was really nice because I am allergic to like fresh flowers. Hmm. So we brought in silk flowers for all of our bouquets and for all the boutonnieres so it wouldn't be touching me at all during the ceremony and things like that. And so they ended up giving us, instead of how our package included a bridal bouquet for me and a boutonniere for him, they gave us extra rose petals for the aisle and for our flower girls to throw. Great. Which cake did you choose? We actually chose the vanilla with the chocolate filling. I think we had the rope around the edges. It's kind of crazy to think like you don't even remember at this point (laughs) what all you had. Uh, The cake was nothing that I was like super excited about. I, you know, grew up watching like Cake Boss and things like that. And I always imagined some sort of spectacular cake. And whenever we booked the cruise wedding, we knew we weren't going to get exactly what we wanted there. So we saved like our favorite cake and things like that for our at-home reception when we got back a few weeks later and did it the way we wanted it to be done for the reception. Oh, that's smart. What did you do for the reception? So for the reception, we had Oakmont Bakery, which is a pretty big bakery here in Pittsburgh. They're really known for their wedding cakes. And we had like the big princess 1980s style um, tiered cake with the staircase. And it was funny because I didn't realize it prior to picking the cake out, it was the same style my parents had at their wedding. So it was really fun. And we had red roses on the cake and um, they added little filigree with Mickey heads on it. And it was a vanilla with raspberry, like fresh raspberry filling. And then we did an R2D2 cake for my husband as a groom's cake. So we really went all out for cake at the at-home reception. That's fantastic. Now, you said you did a lot of DIY. Can you talk a bit Mm -hmm. about what you did and the logistics of getting all of that stuff to the ship? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we were offered to ship things down. We decided not to do that because I just don't trust shipping things down. So we went and my mom and my dad drove from Pittsburgh to Orlando with their van, and it was basically filled up to the ceiling with everything that we had. We did a lot of, like, all this, obviously all the flower arrangements went with them. We had, like, all of the wedding gear, so, like, all the dresses. I had three dresses. What? And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I had three dresses, and then all the, you know, groomsmen's tuxedos, which we brought from Pittsburgh, and all the bridesmaids and flower girls, which we had four on each side, and then we had five flower girls. So right there, we have a lot of, you know, floral stuff to deal with. And then we also did a bunch of welcome bags. So our welcome bags were pretty extensive. It started with a beach bag, and we customized a bunch of things inside because that's what I do for a living is I make a lot of customized stuff with vinyl. So we did like t-shirts, tumblers, we had lanyards like professionally custom made that said like Michael and Tiffany with little Mickey anchors on it for everybody to wear to keep their their key to the world card in. And then on those lanyards we had trading pins and kind of introduced trading pins to people. We had a lifesaver kit that had a bunch of, 
you know, toiletry items or things that people maybe forgot to bring with them. We did custom water bottles, a guide to the cruise, and like we did a where will Michael and Tiffany be guide so everybody knew kind of where we would be throughout the day. So if they wanted to catch up with us, they could while we were on the ship. So we had a lot of stuff packed into their welcome bags. And that was kind of the biggest thing. We had like six large, I'm talking like four feet by two feet tall totes that had to get on the ship. (laughs) And we had like five rolling racks of of clothes to get on the ship. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we, we checked into Grand Floridian prior to getting on the cruise and these people, I'm sure they thought we were crazy. <laughs> we, we, we checked in with the entire bridal party and we stayed um, in one of the three bedroom suites, my family's Disney Vacation Club members. So we stayed at Grand Floridi- Floridian in a three bedroom. And um, so they were like, how long are you staying? We were only staying for three nights. And we had like 82 checked bags oh. whenever we checked in <laughs> with all of the stuff that we had. It was ridiculous. Wow. But um, luckily, when you have a large wedding party, then you have a lot of extra hands to get things on the ship. So we did like all of the clothes. I was really like I was not willing to part with like clothes or any of the tubs with like the wedding stuff in it. So we literally carried it all onto the ship that morning instead of checking it. So that was a lot of, of maneuvering and manpower. And luckily, we had about 30 of our guests were all checking in with us at the same time so we could all get on the ship together. Since we were staying concierge level, our room was ready whenever we got there. So Now, tell me about the three dresses. Was that for photo shoots mm-hmm. or, or how, what, how did that work? Yeah, so we had, prior to getting on the ship, we did a photo shoot in Disney World, and we did around the resorts. So our photographer, Crystal Healy, she is from Pittsburgh, but she, too, is a Disney bride. She got married on the Disney Dream a few years ago, so she was kind of my best friend through this whole process. She really helped us kind of know what to do with getting married on the Disney dream and things like that. So she suggested that a few days beforehand that we should do a photo shoot and get the pictures that I want to get done in Disney world, since I wasn't going to be able to have that Disney world wedding. So we um, got pictures at four or five of our favorite resorts. And I had one dress for that because Michael's pretty traditional and he didn't want to see my wedding dress until the ceremony. So that was our first dress. And then the second dress was for the actual ceremony. And it was my big princess dress. It was like 16 layers of tulle. And then it had a really long train. And I'm Greek. So we had a Greek crowning ceremony. And part of that is the tradition of having a long train and kind of making your way around the altar with the long train and having the little girls hold the train for you. Mm. So I didn't want to get the train bustled. I really didn't want to wear it outside of the ceremony. So then I had an extra dress to change into after the ceremony happened as well. So that's where the third dress came in. (laughs) Wow. Now, Disney will not guarantee that there's going to be a cosmetologist working in the salon when you're on the ship. What did you decide to do about hair and makeup? Yeah, so luckily, I have a really great stylist. Um, I've gone to her since junior high. So she wanted to go on, on the cruise and be part of the wedding. So she did all 12 girls hair for us. We started at like 4am. And because the ceremony starts at 10am whenever you're on Castaway Key. 
So we started at 4 a.m. and had everybody done with her. And then my cousin, who was also one of my bridesmaids, she is actually a professional makeup artist. So she did everybody's makeup. Wow. So it worked out really well. I mean, all of us kind of grew up in pageants and theater. So we helped each other and got everybody moved pretty quickly. That's great. Now talk about the decision to bring your own photographer versus using the ship's photographers. Yeah, so it kind of started originally where I didn't think I had the money or could afford to do a photographer to bring with me. I felt like I might regret it if I didn't bring a photographer with me. So we were actually shopping around for a photographer for our at-home reception. And I came across Crystal Healy, and she's Pittsburgh-based, and it was just kind of fate because it came up and it said that she also was a Disney bride, and she had a link talking about how she got married on the Disney Dream and how she was open to traveling for, you know, weddings and things like that. So I immediately called her, and we talked, and it ended up working out that she was within our budget, and it was really great. So she kind of did both the cruise stuff and then the at-home reception. So she's kind of become like our family photographer ever since. And she's she was just wonderful. I mean, she was a total asset to the entire day because Disney does this and they're a well-oiled machine. But sometimes I feel like they're not able to, you know, give 100% one-on-one attention prior to the cruise, like getting on the ship. So it was hard for me to kind of control things and know what was going on without having control and just having like the uh, wedding planners being like, don't worry, it'll all get done. It'll all be okay. So Crystal was great because she kind of, she's like, okay, well, this is what happens and this is how it happens and this is when it happens and this is how much time we'll have to do this and here's our timeline. So like we were doing that six months in advance because she knew from previous work she's done and because she was a bride herself on the Disney dream. So it definitely helped having her there for many different reasons. Wow, that's wonderful. Can you give my listeners an overview of how the day ran? Yeah, our day started around 4am. We were all up getting ready for hair and makeup. And the ceremony starts at 10am. So they give you time to kind of get ready. Catherine, our onboard planner, called me probably starting around 7am to check in and make sure we were all doing okay. I had actually gotten sick the night before. Mm. Um, I was so sick that they were afraid that I might be pushed into quarantine. Oh my! And so we were lucky to have Catherine there because she got us the medications that I needed. And it was kind of on the down low so that I didn't have to go into quarantine. So she helped with that um, right away in the morning. So I think we had a little bit earlier wake up call than most <laughs> for her. Wow. <laughs> and then so we did hair and makeup. The guys went out and did a photo shoot with Crystal had a second shooter with her. So the second shooter took the guys and got pictures done of them on the ship. And then Crystal took all of the flower girls and got pictures. I call them our, like our getting ready pictures. I had one request for the flower girls where I wanted them to all put my shoes on and put my veil on to give them <laughs> as a gift. Oh. So those pictures turned out really cute. So they did that. And then everybody came back. All the, all the girls came back to our room and um, helped me get ready. And then they all had to be down there, I think around 9 a.m., to disembark 
and get ready for the ceremony. So it was just me and my dad and Crystal waiting for about another 45 minutes before they took us off the ship. So we got some really good portraits of just me and my wedding gown and things like that before we disembarked. So then Catherine came up to the room to get us and we got off the ship and they took us with golf cart to get to the ceremony space. And thank God for that because it's like, it feels like it's two miles away from the ship. Whenever you're on that golf cart, it feels like the longest ride, I think, in your life. But it's it's a lot of fun because all the all the people on the ship kind of know that you're getting married because for us, we had like custom shirts made. So like each day we had a different shirt on. Everybody knew we were getting married on the ship, you know. So it was kind of like you were a little celebrity and people were waving to you and wishing you good luck and things like that as you were headed to the ceremony site. So that was really fun. So the ceremony happened at 10 a.m. And our ceremony was a lot longer than most. I had like a traditional ceremony kind of set up. And that was one thing I've always wanted was more of like the Greek traditional ceremony. My uncle came with us and um, he actually married us because he's a pastor. So he came and did the the ceremony. And it actually took us till right at 11 o'clock. And most of the time, you don't have an hour-long ceremony on Castaway K. It's usually 10 to 15 minutes. Hmm. But they worked well with us with that. So then at 11 a.m., we took pictures right there at the ceremony site with all of the bridal party all together. We got one group shot with everybody that was there, which I highly recommend always getting a group shot because that's going to be included on our thank you cards for all of our guests is a picture with everybody that was there that day. They gave us a little bit more time than I had expected as soon as the ceremony was over to go get pictures around Castaway Key. So we did like beach pictures with just Michael and I while the guests all went back to the reception space. So it was nice. We we got all of our castaway key pictures done before we got back on the ship for the reception. So the reception probably started around 11.45 and we're technically supposed to be done right at 12. We had like a good hour long reception and we did like the traditional cake cutting and the champagne toasts and we actually brought our own little bouquet toss and did all of like the traditional stuff and we also had our first dance but I kind of feel like all of our guests were ready to go back onto the island so it definitely kind of felt like a short reception for that because everybody was ready to go and really enjoy Castaway Key. Interesting okay and so you didn't add food or anything to that? We did not we were originally looking into it but we decided the reception starts at technically supposed to start at 11 And food on Castaway Key starts at 11.30, and we knew everybody was going to want to go to the barbecue on Castaway Key, so we opted to not add any extra food because of that reason. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. And then did you use your free dinner at Palo that night, or did you guys all eat together in the normal rotation? So we used the Palo the second night of the cruise. Uh, Our wedding was on the third night. We actually picked a time for Palo that was later than our dinner time. So we went to dinner with everybody because we had so many guests. Most of the time dinner was literally us just walking around and greeting everybody Mm. and then ordering room service. (laughs) Uh, 
our wait staff was amazing. We did a back-to-back cruise, so we asked for the same wait staff the second time. And there was some nights that they actually took our, our food up for us, and uh, it was waiting for us when we got back to the room because they knew we were we were trying to, you know, be good hosts and, you know, be hospitable and talk to everybody that, that you know, came on the cruise. So that's kind of how Palo was great because we, we did the our rounds with all of our guests, and then we ate Palo at, like, 9 o'clock at night. So that worked out well. Oh, that's a good tip. Now, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think my favorite memory is just everybody that was able to come and especially the kids that were able to be there and really kind of experience that because I think that's such a special thing that never really happens. You know, it's kind of a once in a lifetime thing for everybody. You know, how many people do you know that actually get married on a Disney cruise or get married in Disney World? That's something that all of these kids are going to remember for the rest of their lives, you know. So it's it's fun to be able to watch the kids experience it. And it's crazy to think that, wow, that was my wedding, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's cool to, just to be there with somebody else. So I think the big thing for us was it was really great to have, for us, 50 people is intimate because that's just, I mean, obviously we had 500 at our reception. So 50 people is intimate for us. And everybody that was there were really our close friends and family and it really meant a lot to us to have those people with us. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I think the only thing that didn't turn out as expected was how sick I was. Ugh. Like if I could go back in time and pick a different day. Like when I woke up that morning, everybody was afraid there wasn't going to be a wedding. <sighs> so it was just kind of crazy. And it kind of felt foggy to me throughout the day with how sick I was. The only good thing out of that was my husband has already agreed that we'll definitely have to have a vow renewal since I was so sick <laughs> on our wedding <laughs> wedding day. But that was the only downside. But I mean, everybody, you know, all the Disney staff did amazing. And, you know, they they obviously drugged me up enough to get me down the aisle. <laughs> but it, it was it, that was probably the worst part out of everything. It really kind of sucks whenever you plan something for two years and then you're sick that day. Uh, but <laughs> aww. Was there any aspect of the wedding when you were planning that seemed like a big deal and then turned out not to be? I'm sure there was a ton of things that were a big deal in my head that now I don't even remember. I would say, though, the number one thing that I think was a big deal in my head was like welcome bags, but specifically like the agenda and itinerary in the welcome bags. Hmm. I remember spending like several hours and days revising that thing. And I don't even feel like one person really looked at it. <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's done with now. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's one thing where I'm such – I, I need to have organization like that in my head. And, you know, everybody was asking for something like that. And they all looked at it prior to. But then whenever it came to the actual, like, using the itinerary, nobody really needed it or used it. So. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And besides that, was there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think number one thing that I wish I would have known is that at the end of the day, they're going to be married anyways. So, you know, as much as all this time and planning and important detail 
I totally understand and get because, you know, most people, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. But, you know, at the end of the day, whether you're getting married in a county courthouse or you're getting married on the Disney dream, you're married. And, you know, I love Michael and I'm kind of glad we're past the wedding. So interesting. Okay, good. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney Cruise brides and grooms? Yeah, I think the number one thing that's on your side with Disney Cruise Line weddings is time. So as soon as those dates open up that you can book, book. We booked a year and a half in advance for our our dates. And that doesn't just help you with planning, but that helps with all of your guests that want to come to start saving and start planning accordingly that way. So I... I say take advantage of that and really, really try to plan at least a year and a half out in advance to to get ready for your wedding. Okay, got it. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Just my personal Facebook page. Most of my wedding stuff's public, so you can see things there. And then you can also see a lot of the items that I made for my welcome bags on my personal shop page, which is Kafalis Designs. So you can check out some of my my stuff there that I made personally. We did everything from our wedding invites and save the dates all the way to stuff for the reception at home. I mean, like I made signs for days. I made, <laughs> I mean, I just, well, for a year and a half, you know, there was just thing after thing that we customized and made ourselves. And so you can find things like that for purchase on Kafalis Designs. Um, at Facebook or com. Okay, great. I'll put the link in and then I'll make a slideshow for the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's planning a wedding or a vow renewal aboard the cruise line, especially if you want to have a larger group. And I appreciate your taking the time. I was very excited to be able to chat and talk about the wedding. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.